Hey everybody, welcome back to Podcast of the Gundam Heroes, Podcast of the Galactic Heroes, etc. Today we are doing episodes 30 to 33. Three. Three. That's yeah. four God. episodes, It's weirdly. always when it goes from zero to yep. a number that I almost mess they it up. Like my brain is because we're, we're programmers and, you know, base zero erase. Everything right? starts at zero. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I need a table because I'm an engineer. <laughs> Someone make me an episode lookup table. <laughs> oh, beans. I'm a uh, chemist, yes, so doing... I just use my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're doing uh, episodes 30 to 33 today. And uh, I apologize if I sound nasally or l- less, more like a wiener than usual. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a little ill. But uh, yeah, really good sets of episodes today. And uh, I'm, st- I'm still mad where we ended because like it's perfect, but also I d- I don't I, I wanted to watch. More. Yeah, it ended right yeah, before the big reveal like, of what all this was. But I know. gotta know, uh, and it's just like right there. But yeah, <laughs> let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, so episode thirty, uh, we got a recap of um, everything that happened in previous episodes. So they went to the ocean. There was a fight there. Uh, Key Hill's still acting like Diana again on the ship, and Lauren doesn't know how to act around her or something. And also, uh, we're going to South America. Yeah, yeah. Someplace around there. Uh, the title of this Ish. one is Holding It in the Chest. Um, again, a reference to the fact that the white doll has nukes in its chest. That's not too good. And a lot of um, dirt. Yeah, they've been packing it in there. I mean, it's a smart idea, so it doesn't rattle around. Don't want um, a rattly nuke. On the Soleil, Diana is uh, led to Moran. Okay, look. Bridge. If someone told you you had to bubble wrap a nuke <laughs> to ship it, how much bubble wrap would you use? <laughs> All like, of and it. be honest. All yeah, because that's about where yeah that's about where my answer is. Someone, I'm with Serene on this one, like and warehouse of <laughs> bubble wrap. <laughs> like, I mean, to be I fair. want this thing to be in like multiple distinct. You know how there's like some bubble wrap that's super tiny bubbles and some that's like super big bubbles. I want a mix of that in layers to make sure we've got like every angle covered. <laughs> like, I've sent liquor bottles overseas, so yeah, it's about that much padding. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, on the soil, Diana has led to Moran, who's on the bridge. Um, he's still treating her like she's the queen, even though like it's kind of ambiguous because they did their whole you know little ploy thing earlier. Nobody knows. Yeah, uh, they're testing out. I guess the soil's bridge turns into a jet, and they test it out and they fly away with it. So <laughs> they just fucking peace. Yeah, they peace out. Um, Moran says like, "Listen, I'm bringing you someplace." And as they're flying away, they fly over the nuke site. They're very like Moran is kind of surprised at how big oh. it is. One note I'd like to bring up, uh, since we're talking about the the Kiel Diana switch for a brief second here, um, like I said, I'm a little out of it, and I was watching these on a little bit of cough syrup, and the thing that was exciting for me was I had actually forgotten which one was Diana and which one was Kiel. <laughs> So when I was watching this, I was like, oh, the intrigue is very real today. <laughs> like, even, uh, oh, I'm not in on it anymore. It's also fun I later. Forgot, I didn't know that could happen. This is awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun later because like during some of the dialogues that they have, they do like the triple fake out about who's who. And I'm going to have yeah, to try to explain who that's. Yeah, so. And that's the best part is like it's definitely assumed the viewer remembers. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not um, so that. yeah, back at the harbor. Um they, uh, sorry, Lily's on a battleship and she's congratulating everybody because she's, you know, the daughter of the leader of the battleship of the Navy and the Louisiana Navy or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, we see Gwen and Lily, the writing on the cop pool's hand as uh, Sochi pilots it. Um, Lily asks, like, hey, Sochi, when are you going to go talk to Diane? And Gwen brings up the fact, that, hey, no one's alone. No one's allowed to see her alone for, like, you know, because there's a lot of militia people that are angry at uh, Diane, even though it's Key Hill, but, you know, shh. Um, <laughs> Don't worry we go about back it. To- 
Yeah, we go back to the gallop. Lauren is uh, kind of spacing off, and Bruno and Jacob tell him to be more commander-like and do shit. Which is um, such amazing coming from them. Yeah, it's kind of silly. He's also kind of looking at that like fish doll thing he has along with him all the time. Uh, back at the Will Gym, um, Michael and the Moon Techs are kind of arguing whether or not the person on the ship is Keyhill or Diana. They don't know. Relatable. <laughs> for, for us, the viewer, it is Keyhill, but she's pretending to be Diana. But uh, yeah. Anyway, at this I'll... point, the okay, streams cool. are kind of Okay, crossing. I was right. I was right. Never mind. Good, yeah. good, good. We're good. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Lily breaks it up saying, like, yeah, just believe what you want. The Moon Techs will be happier if it's Diana, so let them believe that. Sure, who cares? Um, she also kind of lets it know, lets them know that uh, they're going to go to Mono Peach, which was like the location where the Zack Traeger was, um, and that's how they're going to get to the moon. And so Michael's like, is, are we going to bring the war to space? And she's like, no, no, silly, don't be so bloodthirsty. It's about trade and negotiation now. So. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we cut over to Gwyn and, um, Gwyn and Keyhill talking. My notes are on here. Uh, he calls her Keyhill, but she's like, uh, he's like, you can say I'm Diana because, you know, it's really me when well, we're in private here. But he, like, sees through it and calls her Keyhill anyway. And he's uh, like, so nah, he, come on. Yeah, he knows what's up at this point. So uh, he's like, listen, I know you were on the Solera for a long time. Um, you probably have some intel about the moon people. You should help me with that. And she's like, well, first you got to tell me why you're going to the moon. And he's like, well, you know, there's been a whole bunch of, quote, unpleasantness in the moon camp <laughs> lately. Um, and we get a flashback here to uh, the Jacob's assassination attempt when he was working for uh, Titith like, yeah. 20 episodes ago. Um, so he says, like, yeah, the, I've learned at this point that the moon race has multiple people and political power. And so I need to talk with all of them in order for this shit to work. So that's why I'm going to the moon, because you and your twin have not been very helpful. So, yeah, I just want to negotiate. Like, I have one way to talk directly with the moon, and it's just it's just to, uh, you know, like, it's just to France, but it turns out there's also England on the moon, <laughs> so I would like to go talk to moon England as well, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe space uh, Neo-Mexico or Neo-France. <laughs> They're going to get up some kind of Neo-Hong Kong. <laughs> I think they have space UN. <laughs> yeah. It's way more fun that way. Um, we go back to the uh, flying bridge jet ship thing that Moran and Diana were on. It lands in the middle of the field. Um, they kind of just kick Diana out unceremoniously and then take yeah, off. Yeah, she's just like, well, I'm just going to leave you here. Your car will be here soon. Yeah, so the Uber pulls up and in it is uh, Mimi. I'm not going to call him Meme. Meme uh, Midgard. Meme, meme Midgard, yeah. It's going to be Meme Midgard, hero of the people, the Meme Man. Here he is. The guy with so, the whale sunken on eyes and sunk, Sunken eyes and sunken hearts. It's, it's the Meme guy. Here he is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he shows up. Um, she's kind of shocked because she knows who he is. Um, he says he's from the second Grinham division. I said that name wrong and I apologize, but that's a name you got to remember for later. <laughs> um, she has a flashback to meeting him during that baking episode where Tidith got killed and you know because they have met and so they get in the car and they drive off uh, they start talking he calls her a Diana and she uh, uh, asks is like hey how do you know I'm Diana will you really take me on this trip if I'm Keyhill but he's like you're, you're not fooling me so easily I saw what Keyhill was like referring back to that same episode where Diana was playing the part of Keyhill attacked the white doll with a gun when Tidith was in it He's like, that's very unladylike. The real Diana would never do that. And so Diana's just sitting there kind of smirking. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just gonna, yeah, just gonna like, uh, actually, I uh, kick ass and you're an idiot. <laughs> like, it's, well, it's yeah, great. Diana- she can actually just pretend she's Keel at any time by just grabbing a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Diana thinks to herself that Maymay 
Mimi and Mame, whatever. Imran believe that it's her, <laughs> leaving her. So I'm like, just say meme. Say <laughs> not going to say meme. Meme. Say meme. Meme. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a heading to the Zach track. Everybody's going there because that's the way back in the space. That's plot. Yep. Uh, back on the gallop, Mishi asks Lauren about uh, Gavin. He's like, is, is Gavin really dead? And Lauren's like, yeah, he's super yeah. dead. Did you see that crater? His and... molecules are probably split over several miles. Yeah. It's they like... are probably radiated into a new different kind of molecule at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling whatever is left of Gavin is no longer Gavin and more of a, mm, I don't know, how are you, like a death Gavin or Not something. Not even Some kind of mutated Gavin beast. I find Gavin <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so Misha brings up the fact that Sochi's been acting strangely until like she was wearing the blouse that Uni gave her and that's kind of weird for Mishi, or for Sochi uh, and so Mishi and Fran ask him is like hey go check out what she's doing so he chases after her in the white doll she is sitting at the edge of a cliff in her copool just kind of staring at the ocean and he immediately jumps to conclusions and thinks that she's trying to jump to her conclusion um, so he just kind of puts his hands in front of her and she's like what the fuck are you doing and he's like don't oh. do it yeah, as he's immediately like, oh, you're you're saying that's cool, and, and so, she's like, dude, dude, come on. Yeah, she's mad at him because he's getting her dress dirty, the big beautiful dress he got. Yeah, so she's like, hey, can you do you know which way the crater is? You know, the big crater. And so she stands on the white doll's hands as he faces the crater, and she starts yelling to Gavin, saying that she's wearing her wedding dress. She looks beautiful. She's sorry and everything. And like, it's kind of like this whole scene is kind of implying that she's getting over her grief at the fact, like. Through the last couple episodes, especially when she started to see the effects of the nuke, she's been becoming less bloodthirsty and kind of growing as a character, which I... She's a lot better in these episodes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how they have Sochi turn around so relatively quickly, but, like, it's also very believable because it's a reaction to a stimulus that makes a lot of sense. Like, oh, my fiancé just got... Blown up by a nuke directly on top of him. Yeah, like, it's one thing if someone's killed in a nuclear accident. It's a different thing if the guy's holding the bomb like, oh, no. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah, I actually had a discussion with someone a while back who what Gundam character had the most character development throughout their, you know, story arc. And while I would say that it's probably Camille from Zeta, like, Sochi is a very close second, I think, Mm. in terms of where she goes with her character. But anyway, uh, as an aside... um, Lauren is kind of sitting there listening to her scream, and he kind of feels bad for her. Um, she then asks about the nukes that he has, and Lauren's like, hey, I'm taking them to space. Um, I don't want them ever to be used again. And she's like, and she's very like, adamant. cool, good plan. Yeah. She's very anti-nuke at this point. Who knew? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a crossfade of a nuclear explosion, which is kind of funny, to cancer waking up in the middle of a forest. Uh, she's having nightmares about the nuke. Um, good. Neron Mar- <laughs> shows up, and he comforts her. Um, he tells her, hey, I saw that Wolgem spaceship in the port. Uh, she's concerned about more nukes happening. She doesn't want the the uh, militia to attack the Soleil and hurt Princess Diana, Queen Diana, whatever. Um, so they decide to go attack the Wolgem again because that's their MO. Everyone wants to get rid of these nukes in their own way. The red team wants to do it in a really stupid way. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the smartest. <laughs> no. So uh, Joseph and Fran are, um, are talking. They talk about, like, the pictures he's taking. Like, is Sochi okay? Just, like, some casual talk. Um, Fran says something to the effect of, like, oh, yeah, Sochi was really pretty on her dress. And then Joseph, like, uncharacteristically says, oh, you're also pretty, Fran. And she just kind of dotes on him, making fun of him. 
if you haven't figured out, there are a couple. <laughs> um, Sochi and Lauren are someplace else putting more dirt into the white doll's chest because they want to make sure that shit isn't rattling around. He does um, the little dance again. <laughs> the animation looked real good and they want to reuse it. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, they're talking about the nukes. They're hoping that Gwen and Diana can get the shit together so there's no more no. fighting. Uh, Sochi compliments Lauren. <laughs> I compliment your optimism, Serene. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so Sochi compliments Lauren on his optimism, and she has kind of like a moment of reflection here where she's like, yeah, I was just focused on vengeance, and that was real fucked up. Um, we got the Bruno and Jacob. They're flying the gallop over some water. Um, Joseph and Fran are moving around in a flat. There's not really a whole lot going on here. Um, the flat's basically going to chill with the gallop for a little bit is what comes out of this. Yeah. Uh, so Cancer and Moran are overlooking the harbor and what I say is a really cool motorcycle, tricycle, like, beach dune thing. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Other Where really did they cool. get this? Stole it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it had, like, fishing logos on the side of it. Like, yeah. it was like a fishing tour boat or something. Anyway. Um, so they're overlooking the harbor. Uh, they see that the gallop is leaving. The Wilgham's about to leave. Um, Cancer asks Moran if she, like, if he would risk uh, his life for her. And is like, we need to go get the nukes and protect Diane and get rid of the nukes if we can't or something. So they go flying down the hill ready to start mischief. Um, back on the Wilgum, Gwyn is giving a stupid speech like he always does. The ship takes off. Elsewhere, the militia is holding this weird ceremony for the White Doll and Kapu with, like, a 21-gun salute. It's, I don't even know why this was in here. Um... Cancer and Moran jump onto the Wilgum in their mechs. I don't know where they got the mechs since they were in the motorcycle before, but shh. It was hidden under some foliage. Yeah. Like they all um, are. It was hidden in a Statue of Liberty that was right <laughs> off camera. <laughs> Not the real As Statue of Liberty, tradition. a tiny Statue of Liberty. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A medium one at best, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they jump onto the Wilgum with their mobile suits. As it's flying, they hold it hostage. The man that the nukes, they get the nukes that the white doll is... Uh, Gwen doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about because he's the not in on the whole nuke thing. And so yeah, he's like, listen, I, just... I was wondering how the red team know that the white doll has the nukes. I wasn't aware that many people knew that, but... Like, because Gwen doesn't know. And it's they true. haven't now told the militia. Up, like, so maybe, I don't know okay, how they know. Moran saw back several episodes that Zenoa had two of the nukes, but he yeah. never saw him give them to the white doll. For yeah. what it's worth... If you were going to give nukes to a person to hold them, yeah. it would be the strongest guy. The it, guy it who has, Lauren, is invincible yeah. thus far. Yeah, like, it, it's a pretty fair conclusion that either they have the nukes or they are protecting the nukes and are nearby them. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, so, um, yeah, Gwen doesn't know what the fuck. He tells him, like, hey, go check out our hangar if you don't believe us. So they go and do... Um, this is when Keyhill kind of like looks out the window and sees the red team and like, oh, those guys are back. And Cancer looks and is like, oh, shit, that's Queen Diana. We can't hold this ship hostage if Diana's on board. Um, we cut over to Lauren and Sochi. They're chasing after the Wilgam, trying to get on. I guess Michael fills them in via the radio what's happening. Uh, it's at this point that Cancer radios up Lauren for help, saying like, hey, you're a moon race. You need to help us save Queen Diane from the moon, uh, from the spaceship. And so They're starting to get really into this. Yeah, and so at this point, Gwyn is holding Keyhill hostage, in quotes here. They um, keep pulling that trick. Yeah, in the hangar. So it's like, if you don't get off our ship, we're going to shoot your queen, even though it's not the queen when they don't know that, and Gwyn may not know that. Who knows? Um, so yeah, they want him to leave. And um, they think this is very backhanded of Gwyn, that it's not gentlemanly and honorable and whatever. Um, 
Keyhill then goes and puts on her Queen Diana voice and says, oh, thank you for being so loyal to me in the moon, but uh, you guys need to leave. And this freaks Moran out and he jumps off and starts attacking Sochi and Lauren, who are down below someplace. They've been like jumping from reef to reef, basically. Uh, yeah, they're trying to catch, catch up, up to them. Yeah. Um, and so he's in his flat and the flat has this like force field, uh, eye field sort of shit going on. So he does like these boy. giant Kamehameha waves and pushes water at them. And, like, Sochi's freaking out because she thinks that the is going to just sink underwater. Um, the white doll almost gets washed away. And while he sees this, um, while this happens, like, the shield just kind of falls into the sand. And that's where Moran thinks that the white doll's hiding in the sand. So he, like, jumps on the shield, like, if he's going to stomp on it. But the white doll's not there and instead shoots its legs off from a couple feet away. Um, he calls them traitors and he's very mad and goes and runs off. Or, I guess, How many times has a flat had its leg blown off in the show? A lot. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Lauren says, like, hey, you guys should just talk next time instead of just attacking people. And um, he also says, like, they're probably not going to do anything since they think that Diana's on board. And Sochi's like, I thought that was Keyhole that was on board. Like, no one knows who <laughs> it is. To the <laughs> live line. Like, to the party line, she says that. Sochi, yeah, so, shop, shop. <laughs> yeah, so Cancer hears this and is very confused about it. It's like, and doesn't know who it is. Uh, Gwyn tells her to surrender, but Keyhill tells them instead to leave, saying that they were loyal to the moon people for so long, and they, you know, were loyal despite being mocked and everything. And this convinces Cancer that Keyhill's the queen, because she's saying very queen-like things to her. So, Cancer says she'll be better prepared next time, jumps off on the Moran's flat, and they fly off and on a surfboard or whatever. It's kind of funny looking. He's basically a surfboard at this point. Yeah. Um, Gwyn says that people from the moon living on Earth have a real tough time and then Kiel says yeah but the opposite's true there's people on Earth living on the moon and they also have a tough time and Gwyn's like what? We kidnapped then, um, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah and the last scene of this episode is kind of funny uh, Sochi has discovered that the cat pool is actually an aquatic unit and that's how it was in the original Mobile Suit Gundam. So but, she's um, just been using it to like do land warfare when it was actually a fish. Yeah, so it's, like, super good at swimming and shit. And, like, the white doll's the one that's not good at swimming, so it's using the cop pool as kind of, like, a kickboard just holding onto it. Yeah, while... like, it's just it's just kind of hanging off of it while it, like, jets around. We get a lot of really sick. good shots of the cop pool and the white doll in these next few episodes, yeah. like, yeah. sailing Real shit, it's just... Oh, I love it so much. Because, like, when they're doing Sochi's character development, they do it through actions of having her work with, like, Loran very well. Yeah, the mobile suit and... she pilots is better, too, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, just the fun stuff between the Kapool and the White Doll over the next couple episodes. Like, they start doing aquatic teamwork, and <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. And, uh, yeah, so episode 31. Uh, yeah, this is uh, starts out with a recap, as usual. And the title... <laughs> it's great. I remember I had to pause for a second, because I was like, really? So the title of this episode is Pursuit, Cry Baby Poe. <laughs> <laughs> So Poe has had it a rough couple episodes here. No kidding. Yeah, ever, <laughs> she deserves it. Yeah, everyone's she shot favorite her nuclear war warheads. Criminal. She deserves all of the shit. All of it. Oh yeah. That that was her. How that about was that? Her. Well <laughs> Well, so we start out with uh yeah, Phil giving a speech, uh calls out Harry for just giving the queen over to the earth people because like, everyone is everyone's incredibly stupid. So on some, uh, yeah, it was on a uh, tropical island. The Gallup crew are waiting for uh, Sochi and Loran. Uh, and uh, wait, which one's Bruno? I'm Bruno forgetting. is the uh, tall, lackey-looking one, while Jacob is the curly-haired The pudgy. Pudgy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're hearing the speech. 
the speech now is oh right this is where the speech of like hey they the earth people took diana hostage and she hates it and they need to you need to save her and harry's just like oh, oh crap no. that's all that's all well, nonsense. No, they're saying yeah because they were there when harry handed uh keyhill over and uh yeah they know that all that is bullshit so yeah. It's a very dangerous speech for Phil to make, basically saying that he's doing it for Queen Diana when Queen Diana is still alive and hates him. And kicking. Yeah, and he yeah. let Diana I- leave his ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone on the Wildrum is like listening to it and basically just saying the reasonable thing, which is, ah, crap, he's doing a dictator and he's using you as a as a scapegoat for all of this. That's, ah, crap. <laughs> like It's kind of that situation mm-hmm. immediately of, well, this is going bad, and uh, yeah, then Keel immediately just says, like, well, he's probably just going to go try and do that whole Sunbelt War thing without Declaration State, just get onto that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, Phil continues talking about, like, hey, I'm going to do it, and everyone starts clapping, congratulating, etc., etc. Et <laughs> yeah, very good. I love I love to do a war and a sovereign nation, etc. Uh, so, yeah, then it... Uh, Cuts to you talking with Moran, who is uh, warning that there's still some folks who are still, you know, going to stick with Diana despite everything. Uh, and then even without Diana, uh, Agrippa wasn't able to uh, overthrow the moon. So, like, that was something that was interesting of just like, no, the moon is still Diana. They're very for pro the most Di- part. Diana. Yeah. 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 They kind of like, worship it, her. It's, it's not a majority that is this, you know, under, this group trying to overthrow and do all this stuff. Uh, hence why, you know, Moran had decided to, to or uh, Phil had to take advantage of the fact that she's missing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're just basically saying, like, they're going to do it. They're going to take over just ignoring her uh, across the board. Uh, Phil asks, hey, you know, what happens if the real, you know, if the other one shows up or what if Diana actually shows up? And he's like, and just pretend it's Keel. Who cares? <laughs> like, they get, yeah. they, hey, turns out. That sword swings, it cuts both ways. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, they don't have, like, 23 in the future or anything. I, I feel like everyone who sees her and they go, that's Keel. And she's like, no, no, that's that's Queen Diana. And she'd be like, yeah, I'm Queen Diana. And like, fuck up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, Pat, was a, Pat brought up a good point the other day when he was watching, like, um, the scene where uh, Keel was hollering Diana when they reunite for the first time, saying, like, oh, I look at your computer. He's like, how did you know? Did you have, like, face lock or something? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, no one has like DNA testing in the Gundam universe. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Crybaby Poe bursts in the room, <laughs> <laughs> is falling on the ground and crying and apologizing for just being the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, does have a fever, which okay, sure. I don't, I don't know what that detail was. She's working, weird. basically he's working her to death at this point. I think that's, I brought yeah. it up here because like there's a scene later on where if you yes. didn't know she had a fever earlier, it's really awkward. Yep. So, I yep. didn't realize she had a fever. So yeah, it got, it got a bit <laughs> awkward. And there's a certain thing that happened. I was like, uh, so when we get there, it'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just Harry B and Harry. Well, you know, we'll get anyway. it. Anyway. Harry is kind of weird, too, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Diana just talks about how, like, oh, well, they want me to be Diana, so I'll I'll do that. And kind of wonders, yeah, how Keel's doing at this point. Uh, then Sochi and Loren are continuing their cool two-suit two, two move where they uh, the white doll latches on to the capool as it goes by. 
so she's basically just saying straight up like, hey, the white doll is really like what's keeping us from, you know, exploding. Like, is there any way we can improve it? And he's like looking at missiles. And also there's just like a port window. And so she's standing up to like. Hug a dolphin. Yeah, my notes are bad here, so let me go give you a. Yeah, this is this is wonderful. Yeah, so this scene is pretty good. You have to remember that the couple is like floating and the hatch is on the top of this thing, so she just kind of has the top open and she's like watching as the water goes by and she's having a great time standing. My convertible boat. The white doll, the cockpit for that is near the groin, so it's underwater. So Lauren is just down there talking her via the telecom system that they have between the two suits. But you have to remember, like, that telecon system is like a webcam pointed at, like, the, the pilot seat. So while she's standing on her seat, her ass is just in the middle of the fucking webcam. And so, like, <laughs> yeah. he's talking to her and just looking at her ass while he does this. And, and he, like, keeps blushing and looking away oh. while he's doing it. The like, lady. Oh, sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, ma'am, sorry. And then, of course, <laughs> then she's, like, leaning out the top of her uh, capul, like, the hatch there. Like, a dolphin just kind of slides its way up and gives her a hug. <laughs> Which is amazing. Sorry that my notes said that. Get... Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was right. Like, that was the thing. It's like, I, I also, in this scene, was like, what the fuck when a dolphin came up <laughs> and Sochi hugged a dolphin? I was like, okay, Mr. the writer dolphin. of Gundam wants to make sure we understand that she's turning a new leaf. <laughs> very good. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Poe lands her silver sumo on a. I believe this is a new battleship. I don't, don't know. Yeah, if it was yes. the one. So if you remember, the Solel had two battleships escorting it around when it was flying towards the Sun Belt. This is one of them. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is the one that. Yeah. yeah the Almaya. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Almaya. Um. And then yeah, yells at a guy for not using the recon satellites to find it, and she's just basically getting pissed at everyone and being like, everything's against me. She kind of takes incredibly. over and is like, I'm gonna commandeer this ship so that I can chase the Wilgum. Yeah, and she also has, like, a head compress on because she's still very feverish. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Harry shows up in his gold sumo. Uh, Immediately, Poe is like, shoot him down. He's a traitor, et cetera, et cetera. And everyone in the ship goes, nah, it's Harry, though. (laughs) I love that guy. guy. I love that fucking guy. (laughs) Like, one person up front's like, oh, if we go against the Royal Guard, we'll be destroyed. And I immediately am like, no, that's bullshit, though. You just think Harry's the shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is. Remember the one yeah, time yeah, yeah. at the so, company softball game he hit the triple? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So shocking no one. Um, no one shoots at Harry. Uh, Harry just kind of like walks in. <laughs> Into the bridge and, of oh, the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he opens the door and just immediately dodges out of the way as Poe fires her gun. And then he just like does a hot kung fu move. He just runs in there and crap my god. Crap my god. Yep. He like just gets in there gets the gun away and then just like sits her in a chair and is like no stop it <laughs> you're <laughs> sick very come good on. yeah come on now um he then does something well first of all then you know after he you know tackles her and restrains her and everything he's like oh you're really sick man phil shouldn't be making you work he must be a real dog shit commander oh well and then he just takes a pill puts it in his mouth takes a sip of water and then just Kisses Poe and basically is, you know, just forcing the medicine into her mouth. He baby birds her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like ancient Chinese medicine. And he's like, yep, it's incredibly bitter. And I wanted to make sure you knew I also was dealing with it. I'm like, weird flex, but okay, Harry. It's weird too, because like he like leans in for like the deep tongue kiss. And like she is shocked by this. And like he is also shocked by this as it happens. I'm like, where were you going with this one? Yeah, I... I 
you know what? I it figured it would be a real cool guy move, but I didn't really get an exit strategy put together. <laughs> so now I'm just kind of here and it's weird again. Um, but yeah, so then uh, he tells her just, hey, pass a message along to Phil that I'm looking for that girl you let escape, uh, a.k.a., you know, Keel slash Diana, whichever one Kiana. is missing. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so on the boat, uh, Deanna's thinking about leaving the Sun Belt and kind of, yeah, they have a little flashback thing of just like all oh, the wonderful time she had. I was of, a uh, nurse and I did laundry I, and I watched I someone did laundry. bleed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it was odd that they brought up the laundry multiple times. Yeah. She really, <laughs> she really fucking had a blast doing laundry, <laughs> I guess. Like uh, that killed, like of all the things to make me laugh in this one, I think that's what made me laugh the hardest is when like it went through her memories and laundry came up <laughs> Two twice things. over like these wonderful conversations she's had with the people that were very formative of her opinion and how she's changed over the last few <laughs> episodes. Just like, laundry. I just <laughs> fucking love doing la- those bubbles were the shit. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so that is back to um yeah so on the beach, oh yeah so Maran. yeah go ahead yeah moran is uh playing in the sand and just kind of farting around sees her uh sees keel the keelana <laughs> with binoculars and just yells out and is just like i think i see the queen what that's not possible no i'm pretty sure it's possible yeah diana's <laughs> just on some random steamship by the way yeah, in the earlier episode, um, Maymay parked his fucking car at the docks and was talking to a ship captain to get them passage someplace. So, yeah, they're on a boat now, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the Wildrum, they're like, well, what do we do if we're attacked? We can't use the fucking particle cannon. It's on the fritz. And I- yeah. Uh, Keel makes some suggestions to Horus. Uh, Gwyn is, like, still pretty sure it's Keel, but is like, you know what? She's acting a lot like Diana recently, she's just kind of, like, realizing she's... She's picked up on some of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on the Gallop, they talk about how the airship is chasing the Wildrum, but they can't do anything about it right now. Uh, on the Wildrum, they prep for the fight because, you know, obviously someone is coming. Uh, Poe is... Yeah, it's Poe. <laughs> Poe is getting ready to fight. Uh, immediately fires at the Wildrum without... Uh, and, and this is a detail they mentioned for a split second, but, like, one officer runs up and is like, we do have to declare we're going to attack before we fire, man. No. And she's just like, no, that's Queen Diana's mercy. Don't respect that with, like, <laughs> Phil's initiative or whatever. And I was like, God, going from Queen Diana, like, Queen Diana's mercy sounds like this beautiful idea. And they're just like, eh, Phil's plan. Yep. You know, <laughs> Phil came up with some Same stuff. She's about Queen do Diana's it. mercy. She still ordered all those drone strikes. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after that, Keel uh, just turns over and is like, hey, we should go into the clouds because moon folks are horribly afraid of lightning because there is no atmosphere yeah. and they don't know what the fuck. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what that was, what Lily's line here was. Like, because she's like, I don't oh, know do either. I don't even know why I put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was like a really bizarre line. I'm glad it didn't just stick out to me where Lily's like, oh, yeah. So you also have superstitions about lightning like we think I, I feel it like it's your a, belly button. Yeah, I feel like, like it's a uh, Japanese thing like the Kuwabara Kuwabara. Has, 
Probably. But I'm not sure. Belly buttons? Like, why would you worry about... Lightning does real things Mm -hmm. that are way worse than that. So, (laughs) kids, watch out. You might get your belly button stolen. No, you're going to get fucking dead. You're going to (laughs) get shot by a bolt of lightning and die. Your heart's going to blow up. Okay. Well, either way... So as soon as they fly up there, uh, all of Post Crew immediately has the reaction as intended. Oh, shit. uh, Lightning, we don't know how to handle that. No, thank you. And then Post like, nope, we are very much going up there. Uh, They fire the particle cannon, and immediately their ship gets hit by lightning, like within a minute. It's pretty amazing how fast um, their ship is not equipped to handle any kind of, you know, hits or anything by lightning. So it just starts falling out of the sky. Okay. And apparently there's like some folklore that if you expose your belly button, the thunder god will steal it. <laughs> there you what, go. What like folklore? Like, uh, just some Japanese you? folklore. Oh, yeah, hmm. like that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they made a Louisiana person say that. That's so. <laughs> My immersion is ruined. Yeah, we're gonna point. have to do better research and see if there's any like Cajun folklore things about lightning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I will to see that. Cajun sure. belly button stealing. <laughs> <laughs> Cajun belly button myths. That's my new <laughs> podcast. Check it out. It's one episode. We're not making another. It's one episode. Of like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, none. None. Turns out none. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't any. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> back at the harbor, uh, the, the Ding Dong Squadron, Cancer and Miron, say goodbye to their family. Uh, they start chasing after Diana again. Uh, on the boat, Meme tells Diana they are going to the moon. Uh, she immediately is just like, well, you going to put me in hibernation again and let me die a slow, peaceful death? And he's like, no, no, no. We're like, that's not the plan. Put you right back in the she, freezer. Yeah, to which she like reasonably says, you sent like 40 assassins after me. Already. Makes sense, like, yeah. Why, why, why would you not just kill me? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, basically just says like, well, it's a security thing. Um, because they're afraid the Agrippa retainer is afraid that, uh, they're going to gather a bunch of strength down on earth and then come back to the moon to attack again, I guess. It's a dumb thing. Like, I don't know, like knowing Diane, like why would she gather forces on earth and come back into the moon and take it over? But Agrippa maintainer, when you eventually meet him, you'll understand. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) He's he's that kind of character. I get it. (laughs) I see. Uh, so, where are we at? Uh, 68. Okay, yeah, so, Cantor and Miron show up, uh, they demand Diana, uh, the boat captain immediately is just like, alright. Alright. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> was like, like zero hesitation. <laughs> yeah, like, they are in, to be clear, this is not a battleship, this is like a pirate ship. This is a steamboat <laughs> willy ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Gundams, not Gundams, but mobile suits are now pointing like laser beams at it. Just being like, hey, uh, give us that lady who none of you know until just five minutes ago. And everyone on the ship reasonably goes, you got yeah, it. All right. Yeah, you got it, boss. Yeah, there was like a quarter like, oh, second of hesitation the captain had. <laughs> yeah. It was like, no, 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 you can have it. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, I can't believe you would turn over your guests. And I'm over here just like, I mean, I'd turn over my guests. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man, but... Laser robot threatening to kill my entire crew. Yeah, you're out of here. But then, yeah, says like uh, meme immediately turns around and is like, I'm escorting her to the moon, dummy. Uh, Points to the ship in the sky that's flying. And it's like this weird 
Yeah, it's like a squid. It's like a... Yeah, they call it like the Gwen arm. The Gendarm, I believe. Yeah, it's like a diamond-shaped thing. And then like out the back of it, there's just a bunch of these tentacle-ish looking things. Like tendrils. Yeah. Yeah. And you immediately go, oh no, as soon as you see it. Because it's like, (laughs) that's never a good thing. That's never a good (laughs) sign. As soon as you make the tentacle ship, Mm -hmm. you're going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Diana then has a thought of... It was this and God, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna get this right either. But it was like Jim Gr- Gringham. Jim Gringham. Gringham. That name has showed oh, up several Gringham times. So yeah, 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 uh, yeah. J- Jim Gringham. Uh, <laughs> she was like, I wonder if uh, Jave Drungham was the one who did this. By the way, it's not Jim uh, as in J I M. It's G Y M. Yes. So. Yeah. Gundam name. <laughs> the, we the can't call him Jimmy. Gotta go to the dime. Suitably, you know, pretentious. Imagine if someone's name was Jimmy with a G-Y. Oh! Holy shit. We could call him Gondam, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to start requesting that on, at like Starbucks. I'm just going to be like, what's your name? <laughs> Jim with a J-Y? And then just, or G-Y? And then just watch them just be shook. <laughs> um, okay, so the Wolgem is uh, under attack again. Uh, Lily is just fawning over Gwyn as Gwyn is kind of just being like, it's fine. I've got... like. Being very, uh, how would you it's, say? it's funny because, like, yeah, like Gwyn's trying blustery. to put on a brave face for all this, but he has like zero control over the outcome of this battle. But Lily is still just fawning over him, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get very lucky, uh, end up escaping. Uh, Kapul is like tossing the white doll into the air out of the ocean to do jump attacks. <laughs> it sweet. rules. This is literally someone doing it's just like. An out of the water fastball special. Like they just <laughs> throw the white doll as high as they can. It pulls out a beam saber and goes for like a quick swing as it's like on its way back down at this battleship. My favorite one is, and you can tell again, the animators had so much fun with this one because there's a part where it, <laughs> Kapul uh, throws the white doll in the air and it just like keeps one arm out or like both arms out with the blades and is just like doing a corkscrew spin Rooney through the air as it does it. Yeah, it's just like doing a very controlled Beyblade on the ship and it's, oh, it's beautiful. And it, like you could sort of see them getting more confident with it each time they do it, which is really good attention to detail. Yeah, like the first time it's just very much just, they threw it up there, Lauren took a swing and is back down. And then yeah, the last one's like he's doing ballet through the air <laughs> with the thing, just with the swords just having its This time. is actually sweet as hell. Yeah, holy shit, this is fun. Yeah, so uh, Poe tries to stop them, but way too late at this point. Uh, The White Doll has cut off a bunch of parts of the ship, including what looks to be an engine, at Mm -hmm. least to some extent. Uh, The ship is going down, immediately crashes into the water. Uh, Poe, and this is one of those, just the second it's too late, you realize it. Thanks. Oh, fuck, I had a mobile suit. I could have probably gone yeah. and like, slowed him down, but I got obsessed with being the commander, so I didn't even... That didn't even yeah, cross yeah, my mind. Yeah, the moment you forget about things that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm, like, you're, exactly. well, like your super powerful mobile suit. Mm. Yeah, you have a silver sumo with a skirt, which is apparently pretty fucking nice. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Loren uh, calls up the Wiljim, uh, tells them he'll catch up as soon as we get to Manu Peach. Manu which Peach. Is, I'm pretty sure just it's just like kind of a play on Machu Picchu. Is that what yeah, is this like a Louisiana I'm thinking so, but it's situation? Not like, it's like I don't a, think they go that far south. Though. No, this is almost certainly Central I mean, America. But anyway, yeah. I, but yeah, like but, but, yes. but I'm just saying like oh, that's yeah, the name like that, they were yeah. going for, like that region, kind of in the same way that they use like Louisiana for the south. You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so 
they uh, Lauren's just like, yeah, I'll catch you up once you get there. Uh, Sochi is just so happy that her stupid orb ball <laughs> is actually extremely good. <laughs> like for the first time, she's like, God, we've been working so hard with the Kapools, but they just do not hold up to the other ones. But holy shit, it's actually really good when we're in the ocean, turns <laughs> out. It's just like having a great time realizing, and then realizing it was a marine suit. <laughs> There's going to be no more water. <laughs> yeah. Space is like the big water. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Harry flies past uh, real quick. Knows Diana was taken to the, the weird s- squid suit, the uh, Gendarm. And that uh, it is going way faster than the sumo can. Uh, is just assuming that Moran is the enemy now. Uh, Not a bad meme- assumption. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah. Uh, meme, Diana, Cancer, Mirren are all getting off the Gandharma. Uh, she thanks them for their effort in helping. Uh, and then it does a really sweet thing and just like talks about their grandparents and how their grandparents. Because like. Uh, cancer has very clearly like is just you know oh my clan has been defending the queen forever etc cetera, etc cetera. so very into the whole ancestry thing senpai had uh, now and, notices them basically yeah, <laughs> yeah so she's just like yeah your grandpa was like a super cool guy and it, mad hot just like you buddy okay bye bye yeah she's just <laughs> like, like Ron who has like the handlebar mustache and the ears <laughs> and everything the hippie hair yup <laughs> This guy who would be a fucking joke character in a Cheech and Chong thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does kind of look, look good. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're very moved by this. It was it's a very sweet gesture. It's also uh, to then, uh, like maybe kind of make some like pledge loyalty to Diana there, and he's yeah. not going to use them later for anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. at all. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, and then we end with the uh, white doll just sitting on top of the Kapool, like in a weird power stance i don't know what it's like it's like got a slap squat thing going on (laughs) it's like a goblin stance yeah it's like the legs are on the outside and the hands are all tight it looks bizarre but uh they're all just hanging out on the open ocean and they see a shooting star and talk about making a wish and it was like something like lauren was like what or sochi asked what did you wish for and he's like probably the same thing you did haha i think it was something like that See, my guess is they wished for food because they've been on the ocean for a while. (laughs) All they've got is raw fish. I would almost say water then if they have no (laughs) water. Ocean, not great for drinking. Fish, pretty good for eating. (laughs) And that's episode Mm. 31. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, episode 32, title is The King of Legend. We are just basically jumping straight into this Manu Peach arc here, so... We start with Lauren and Sochi diving in their space shoots. Uh, she has an old one that's from episode one. I actually didn't realize that was uh, from that. Whereas Lauren has a really nice skin tight one that was just sitting in the white doll cockpit and fit him perfectly. Pretty weird. Yeah. If uh, you've seen any of the older Gundams, his spacesuit looks more like the ones that they use towards the Right. Like the, the pilot century. suits. Yeah. Uh, she wants a cool suit like him because she's basically got an old timey diving suit. I mean, it's still um, it's still the moon suit because it was the one they came from the moon in in episode one. But yeah, it's like bulky and shitty compared to Lauren's super cool skin tight one. Yep. So they uh, travel down into Central slash South America, uh, camp out. Lauren sprays some snake repellent for some reason. It's like <laughs> in a can. No <laughs> I didn't know they made that. <laughs> Maybe he was, he was just spraying spraying it hairspray. in the air as well. <laughs> For the aerial snake. <laughs> yeah, that's how we get here. <laughs> I mean, hey, 
nothing is scarier than that. <laughs> it's just a snake that can fly. Yeah, what no, there, aren't there like snakes in like South America that like glide at you from trees? Like I've seen footage. There of are, off, yeah, like. there are gliding snakes. Yeah, they're like flying squirrels, but way awful. <laughs> <laughs> but snakes. Uh, from where they're camping, Lauren sees some explosions and fire in the distance. Sochi says that they've made it to Manu Peach Mountain. Uh, Imabura, Impabura, something like that. Turns out it's actually the Suicide Squad who are trying to scale the mountain with uh, a bunch of Wadoms and a giant cannon turret facing them down. It's not going too well for them, so they retreat. Uh, what's his name? The new leader of the Suicide Squadron gets his... Zaku, yeah, Ames gets his Zaku's arm blown off and is just like, all right, I hate to say it, we should probably retreat. We're packing it in, boys. <laughs> uh, Lauren makes his way to the militia camp. We get another scene of, like, war is awful, people very wounded. Mishi informs him that the Diana Corte counter forces are already here and they have set up a bunch of gun turrets. We cut to Yanni, Michael, and Gwyn talking. They've lost a ton of forces trying to take this mountain. Uh, Gwyn wants to, to, wants to arrange a sneaking mission to clear it out, because the cannons are basically going to shoot down the Wilgum if it shows up up there. Uh, we get a ticking clock in a bunch of battleships that are allied with the moon showing up tomorrow. And just Michael's like just pose, like, yeah. yeah, basically Poe's still on their tail, chasing them. Michael's like, fuck it, cut our losses, retreat. Gwyn says, fuck that, we're going to space, we need this mountain to repair the Wilgum. Uh, and he's like, just fucking do it by tomorrow. Because it's that easy. Just fucking, mm-hmm. just kill all those cannons by dawn tomorrow. That's what just... being a leader is about. Forcing your employees to do things that are impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I also like during this scene that both Yanni and Michael have their shirts off. They're like in uh, t-shirts. It's, like... Apparently it's hot as fuck. Because yeah, they both got the Yeah, because uh, Gwyn doesn't have his off and he's like sweaty. It's, yep. <laughs> it's funny. The guinea tees. He has a, like a little fan too that he's waving on himself. It's oh, great. Gwyn's posturing. Yep, as one does. Uh, so we see, we cut down to the river where Joseph, Mishi, and Sid are all washing ditches. She asks about the Otis branch, uh, and Joseph is actually the one who fills her in about the legend of a mythical branch atop this Impabura mountain. Uh, the native Adescan people are the ones who defend the mountain. Mishi's like, wow, how do you know this? And Joseph's like, yeah, they found, or I was born just south of here. And Sid is like, yeah, we found him at the base of a mountain. And that kind of just drops after that. Yeah, it's implied that uh, Joseph was found here by Sid years ago when he was a child. And they kind of have an adoptive parent thing going on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they get into it a bit in, I think, the next episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sid says she wants to talk to a a Deskin, says the old legends like that probably have connections to dark history. And, like, he's kind of been correct every time he's posited that. (laughs) <laughs> found giant super weapons and stuff well, so good not about on this one really yeah. but fair yeah um we cut to a new character who is a young girl with green eyes and <laughs> you call it hair like mickey mouse i call them leia buns yeah either way it's like on um, the sides of her head it's weird looking yep she has uh basically all of the new characters here are gonna have like very mayan clothing her name is maya Lido, which is just just rolls off the tongue yeah uh, she has a bow, and she's out with another man spying on the white doll. They know that it's the white devil, because uh, it's just like the legend. Because it has a giant mustache. Like, they <laughs> zoom in on the mustache. They're like, go to it, and like, <laughs> All the That's devils the white devil, all right. 
people viewing that stupid robot mustache as an item of horror is like one. I of love the it. Things. <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone's acting like it's some like Lovecraftian nightmare, and it's they're always focused on just like that mustache. Fucking mustache. They're always like, focused on the mustache, and they're never focused on like the centurion thing that's got on the back of its head, like that like frill mohawk. Yeah, yeah. You'd think that would be pretty threatening, mm. but the stash though. Uh, so when they see it, the guy freaks the fuck out, says it's going to steal the Otis branch and just disappears completely from the episode. We'll never see him again. <laughs> she she instead, she like picks up a whole bunch of his, uh, the stuff he dropped in a panic and runs off with him. Like, come on, dude. Uh, Sochi does see Mylito though, uh, and chases her off into the woods. She starts yelling about like, hey, I just want to talk. I just want to be friends. They shoot an arrow at her, so that kind of cuts that off real quick. Uh, back at the militia camp, they tell Lauren that they need the white doll to help take out the cannons. Lauren's like, yeah, but if they shot me, I'd blow literally everyone up with the nuke. Well, he, he, he doesn't, doesn't say that, that to them. No, he doesn't tell but, them yes, that. He he's knows thinking that, that he shot, he's yeah. really reluctant about it. He's, he doesn't he want to tell the militia that he has nukes, because he knows what they'll do with them. He knows yeah, he'll take them. He's trying to make up excuses for why he can't fight with them this entire scene here. Yep. Ames gets really pissed at him and, like, kind of pushes him out of the way. Says, Gavin would have fucking done it. Yeah, but Gavin died in a nuclear explosion like a fucking idiot. Yeah, but... uh, So, Ames tries to punch Joseph, and Joseph fucking stops it, like, one-handed, just catches his fist. uh, And says, come on, dude, use your head here. So, Ames kind of just storms off. Joseph's like, I'm going to go check on the white doll. And Laurel's like, no, 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 no. Especially don't look in this cockpit, in this, uh, <laughs> in the missile cabinet there. That would be real bad. So now Joseph gets like really, suspicious. really suspicious of him. No, don't open it up. There was this one time we had to store some pigs in it. And I just have not had the time to clean the pig turds out. So there's like pig turds in there that have been cooking for like three months. We so go. like no really. Oh, but still there was a it. cow pie. <laughs> There's definitely some cow shit in there. It's not that it's been cooking for three months. It's also been shaking around and tumbled about. Oh, just yeah. coating. It's yeah, basically well a agitated. pile at this point. Yeah, the white doll is just a classic slurry it's agitator. Just put a pound of pig shit inside of a dryer that spins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, at, luckily for Lauren, Joseph is interrupted by a gunshot. Uh, they run to find... All of them together run to find Sochi on the ground... She fired her gun to scare Mayalito off. Uh, they wonder where she went, and in following her, they wander into this ancient temple. Oh, wait, actually, here's what happens. Ames walks up with corn. a husk of corn, <laughs> and he's just like, boy, it sure sucks that you lost that person. And everyone looks at him like, where the fuck did you get that corn? He's like, oh, just in the secret hill over here. The, the secret corn shop. Yeah, in the corn shop. Uh, <laughs> Look, so, look, look, they got it from that guy in Golden Sun who sells you a cob of corn, corn, and then you keep it in your inventory for the rest of the game, and it has no use. <laughs> It'll heal you up. Please don't die. So instead, they go into corn, <laughs> into corn, corn storage. Uh, they find a new dude sitting with a full body cloak and a giant Golden Sun helmet that just, like, sort of shows his eyes. He's like, I'm the king of Adeska, Coatl, and they accept this at face value. To be fair, his helmet is very big. His helmet is like Juggernaut style helmet. It's like yes. a half dome. It's he does huge. have a fucking Juggernaut helmet. It is not. It is not the kind of helmet you wear when you're fucking around. Is the thing. <laughs> like this guy is for real as hell. That's why when they're like, 
yeah, they did just accept it. Um, I probably would have too. Like this dude is fucking sitting here meditating in a temple with the sickest helmet I've ever seen, and also is huge. And He's ripped. big. He's jacked. <laughs> yeah. Plus this helmet, like it's. it's God, it's like two, I would say two and a half, three feet, like in diameter. Yeah. And plus like the way it moves and the way like they show it drop to the ground in a later episode, like this thing is made of like solid gold and must weigh yep. like 60 pounds. Probably. Yeah, does. I was going to say, it, it, it's got to be like at least 40 pounds minimum. Yeah, this thing is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so the gang asks what he's doing and he's like, I'm waiting to die. Uh he then drops that he and all the Adeskins had the same dream of a fiery crimson sky in the middle of the night. And Lauren is immediately like, ah, the nuke. Uh, Sid says, hey, if you let the militia into the city, they could help you. Uh, Mayalita shows up at this point. Joseph is like, she looks really fucking familiar, but kind of lets it drop. Uh, she says that Lauren is the white devil's messenger who's come to remove the branch of Otis. Lauren dives at her, uh, pulls out her so- the sword that's on her pouch, and just fucking goes at Coatl here. Like, I don't really know what his motivation is, other than maybe to, like, during... Because during the sword fight, he starts talking with Coddle, like, and kind of spills that he has the nuke, which I guess maybe is what his motivation is, but it just seems so weirdly out of character for Loren, who's this Yeah, Loren just guy. goes berserker mode here. Yeah, he it's just a bit steals weird. a sword they and start, stabbing. They start having a sword yeah. fight. Uh, Coatl has basically a broad sword, and Loren's got this little gladius thing. Uh, Lauren, like, kind of psychically tells him while they're fighting that the White Doll has a nuke, uh, and that they need to get to not Manu Peach to go to space to, like, fucking dispose of that space trash. Uh, Coatl's like, I fucking doubt it, and that he pledged to protect the, the Otis world tree. Coatl is very clearly in control of this fight, uh, of this fight at this point. Yeah, he, uh, he commands, holds- but... Yeah, he holds he, Lauren at, like, knife point at one point before just letting yeah, him like go. Yeah, like, he knocks the sword away from Lauren and basically just holds it up to him. But then is like, yeah, but, you know, my Alito, let's show him into the city anyway. Oh, because uh, Lauren goes, I'll defend the tree, and the king's like, okay, I believe you. Yeah, basically Lauren wins him over through the power of sword fighting. <laughs> um, at this point, we cut back to the militia <laughs> camp. Luffy couldn't win over anyone. <laughs> If only. Um, so at this point, they cut to the militia camp where Sid's making a bunch of bombs. Uh, Joseph's thinking about Maialito being from a different tribe from the other ones they've seen. Lauren th- talk- is talking to Sochi, wants her to make sure no one disturbs the white doll while she's gone, so she's the protector. Um, they have a big planned speech where they're going to infiltrate, destroy all the turrets, and if that doesn't work, Gwyn's just going to fire the fucking laser cannon Blow up the entire mountain because fuck it. Gwyn's actually a fucking monster. I don't know if you know this yet, but yeah, he's they kind uh, of a talk monster. About this later, like I think it's Keyhill that brings it up. It's like he just loves playing with his new tech now, and that's kind of concerning. Yeah, he, you know, he's just like, look, when you, when all you have is a giant mega particle cannon, everything looks like a target. Everything looks like a colony, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> Um, so we basically get the group of Joseph, Sid, Ames, and Lauren going out with Mayalito to perform the guerrilla mission. Uh, everyone else talk about getting airplanes so that they can provide some cover for the anti-aircraft. Basically, they're already setting up the plan B because this is a bit of a stretch in the first place. 
Uh, Keo gets told the plan by a random soldier, and she's like, get the... F no, absolutely not. Gwyn knew that she was going to do this, though, so he just locks her in the supplies. Like, he gets the soldier to lock her into the supply room. Yeah, she's been locked uh, in this room for a while And she's now. just... Yeah, basically. And she's mad about this and is like, God, he is just getting a little bit too big for his britches with this giant cannon thing. Uh, the party meets up with Coatl. They go into a waterway and get into a boat. Sid says, this is not a natural canal. Like, where does this water come from? It's up in a mountain. Uh, but Coatl says that this whole area used to be roots from the Addis tree, and that's how they're getting around with everything. They find a water elevator that they activate by basically, like, closing the door, and then the water that's, I guess, rushing up from a spring pushes them up a whole bunch. That's pretty uh, cool, yeah. Yep, well, we got the water elevator. Coatl gives a speech about the, about the uh, backstory of the giant tree. Says that the tree connected the world and the sky, and the Adesca lived at its base. On the day that the sky burned red, the world changed. Giants from the sky fought giants from the ground. The ground was covered with diseases, and the moon wept. And there's a whole lot. Uh, this is all done with sort of like a Mayan art style, and behind it, like it's a yeah, telling a of folklore. Yeah, there's a montage going. And uh, I'm watching this for the second time now because I've seen this before. The first time, I didn't really pay much attention to this montage. But um, mm -hmm. if you're a fan of the Gundam series, there's some like clues in the background here about what's going of on, what went down. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys noticed any of that, but maybe you just go back and take a look. I don't know if any of those uh, things that are happening are maybe familiar to you. Mm, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the ancestors wanted to save the god of the ground and they used the giants to chop down the tree. A lone branch bounced and spun into the sky. The god of ground was revived. Uh, and that means, so from then to this day, the, Ades the Adeskins guard the tree's base. Legend has it that the white devil will return to take the Otis branch, which fairly accurate. They're kind of in the process sure. of it. Um, at this point, conveniently, they hit the top of the water elevator, and but uh, they find that people are already coming waiting for them, so they basically try to run away from that. Uh, it doesn't work out very well. They get caught by the Adescan guards, and they fire at them with more bows. Everyone's a bit confused, because we're, we're kind of with the king here. Yeah, everyone's having a moment of, why is everyone shooting at the king, to which my response would be, why was the king sitting in a temple outside of town alone? Yeah. <laughs> no one asks what the king does with his free time. He's allowed to go wherever he wants. Yeah, I like how it must have just been a matter of, like, he was so buff and commanding that everyone's just like, let's just listen to him. Yep. <laughs> He's the, the big right boss. Like, no one wants to question about what his methods are. <laughs> you could take over if you could beat me in a wrestling match. <laughs> uh, so they run outside, but they're basically surrounded on the high ground by a ton of Adeskins. We get a new character named Taruka, who is tall and very serious looking with a bun on the top of his head. He tells them to drop their weapons because they've all because they've captured Sid, who is old and slow, sadly. Uh, okay. Says that the king ran away and isn't the king anymore. Fucking coward. Yeah, so there's like kind of a coup thing going on. Yeah, Maybe they walked a little, into a little bit of a coup. A secession Whoops. issue, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Minor. Minor. Uh, they tell Coatl that they can't have the white devil in the city. They go to take him away, but Lauren and crew causes a distraction that everyone tries to escape with. Uh, everybody gets away, or everybody gets captured except for Joseph and Mayalito, who basically slide down a water slide with a bunch of the explosives. Not really slide; they more just like trip and fall and stumble their way. Out. 
<laughs> dive for a bag of grenade of C4 or something like that. Yeah, it's the bomb bag that Sid put together earlier, and it's a plot point yep. later. Uh, everyone else gets cost in jail. Uh, Taruka is the one who does it, which is a bit weird, but hey. As he walks away, Quaddle tries to reason with him that the White Devil can chase away all the giants from the sky, or basically Diana Counter, who's taken over. But Taruka ignores him. Ames is like, well, shit, we are definitely about to be blown up by a particle beam now. <laughs> and Lauren's like, yeah, shit. And that's how the episode ends. Oops, all jail. <laughs> Oops, all jail. I, like I like how there's no even possible consideration that Gwyn will fucking cool it for a microsecond no, and maybe try know. and get them. In. They know they're yeah, going like, to press uh, the button. Yeah, everybody's just like, oh, man, Gwyn's going to fucking murder us with a particle cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that for once Sid is right with his ancient bullshit about, you know, Mayan myths being part of ancient technology because can you guess what's happening here with the whole story that we we just talked about with the tree that Do goes you up to the sky? Yeah. The the branch is the way to get to space, yeah. It's the Zachary Traeger. <laughs> Zachary's Traeger. <laughs> Uh, so episode 33, uh, we start with a recap of the turrets, the infiltration plan, and then fucking and it up. jail time. And getting captured. The title is uh, Captured Man and Peach. Uh, we cut to uh, Melita uh, treating Joseph's wound. They have the bomb pack, so they still have the, the, the stuff they need to complete. You're saying there's a chance. Uh, she tells him where to go, and she wants to leave and get the king. He asks her why she serves Adeska when she's actually from the Maba clan. Um, she's a bit surprised, asked if he's also from the Maba clan, but he doesn't know. He was found at the base of the mountain by Sid. Um, says something about, like, uh, in their clan, kids are abandoned if their parents die. I think it's like they're they're a warrior clan, so if their parents die in battle, they just abandon yeah, the fucking kids. the whole kids. deal with yeah. this is kind of, like, convoluted, but, uh, Joseph may or may not be from the Maba, may or may not be from the Adeska. He doesn't know because he doesn't know what his backstory is, but, like, Yeah, he was, like, Adeskans, three when he was, like, found by Sid at this mountain. Yeah, but the Mabas are kind of, like, subjugated by the Adeskins, and, uh, there's some kind of racial tension there, so. Yeah. I mean, she asks, like, what's your point, buddy? And, and he's like, well, if you're a different clan, you, you don't need to fight for the Adeskin king, so why are you? And she's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is like, fuck off. Um, yes, why, if he's king, that everyone has turned against him. She says, fuck off. It's her own <laughs> trouble. And walks away. Uh, I mean, to be fair, jail. she's right. Yeah. She is right, yes. <laughs> um, so, back in the jail, the guards retrieve the king. They bring him to the altar where Taruka waits. They're like, the White Devil is bringing war. You don't have the power to protect us, so uh, we're going to make you fight now. So yeah, Turuka's been chosen to be the successor, and the tradition is that the successor... <laughs> There's one way to become king. No worries. There's one way to become king, and that's to kill the current king. Take his take his helmet and wear it for yourself. Eat his heart, gain Chronicles his power. Chronicles style, baby. <laughs> 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 and they're saying that if he doesn't like consider this fight and give up power then everything's lost the white devil's gonna come in take the branch everything's gonna go to shit and their whole culture of protecting this tree is just ruined it's basically yeah, we, all they got we can't have a constitutional crisis when there's war going on <laughs> so they free Koto from his bonds so say take up the sword fight Taruka and he's like nah 
I, I don't feel like fine today. Uh, so they threaten him. They bring Lauren out. They bring all the others out. But they take Lauren, they throw him down on the ground, and they say, uh, we're going to behead this kid if you don't fight Taruka. Uh, Kota says that they've come to blow up the Moon People cannons and, and free us, but Taruka doesn't care. Says it's time for a duel. Um, Kota again refuses. They start to go and behead Lauren, but uh, thankfully Joseph saves the day. Throws some bombs. <laughs> like chucking grenades. Goes, ignore the swords and just fling <laughs> some grenades down. I do like how Cole does not give a shit about Lauren's well-being, like at any no. of this. <laughs> we'll find another pilot. The thing is, he is a king of a nation. Like, they kind of have to. Yeah, walk. he can't be black, but I understand. But it's still funny because, like, Lauren there is really just funny. freaking out because he's about to get yeah. his head chopped off. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Ames is like, what are you fucking doing? He's a kid. Don't cut his head off. Um, yeah, so Melina cool. turns up as well, uh, rescues the group, while Koto says, I'm still not going to fight you, Taruka, and clotheslines him. <laughs> and then everyone runs off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they run off. Uh, Koto says, go to the waterway, I'm going to go get a boat. So the group gets their dead end. Um, the king's not there yet with a boat. Uh, they're being followed. Taruka comes in, but they basically punch him and capture him. It, it's weird because they're sort of on the edge of a raging rapid river, but someone put a door up and they locked like, the door go out behind here. It's them. It's not safe, yeah. And it's also weird, too, because Taruka by himself just like kind of runs up to where they are and they just tackle him. Like You would have think he would have brought his guards with him, but they didn't. 1v5 me, bro. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a little strange, but sure. So Truka's on the ground now. He says the king's a coward. He ran away. He's not fighting. Um, Melita says the king's going to show up with his boat. Truka says no, he's not. He's ran away again. And he's everyone just a else is a coward. Everyone else is a little bit worried that the king has ran away. Joseph is like, there's no way he's coming back, right? <laughs> so Melita gets very mad that Truka is calling the king a coward. Tries to stab him, and Lauren like throws his arm up. Um, into the blade and gets like his hand uh, cut. Well, a little slashed. Um, they don't and really she... go anywhere with this. It kind no, of kind of just goes like, they away. They make a big deal of slow mo in it and showing oh, that yeah, like oh yeah. his you know hand was hurt and everything. But like yeah, they don't go back to it at all. No, I think maybe it was more just a highlight that like it was an impactful moment to the people involved seeing Lauren like throw himself in front of someone. I guess maybe they he, put himself in the way of There's no harm. real reason for him to other than like, he's a good person. He's a swell guy. <laughs> yeah. I guess that makes sense. So, yeah. So she continues yelling at Turga that she won't uh, hear any of this shit and not like King getting slandered. Um, so she tells them, then it'll flashback to back before when before uh Kotal ran away uh to Taruka like ascending the street because everyone is like Taruka you need to become king now so he goes up to challenge him and he kind of like has a moment where he hesitates chickens out yeah and Kotal sees that goes he's not ready to be king um and walks away from him and uh Malita, like, stops him from uh, doing the challenge in the first place, so... You kind of see that Taruka is maybe having some second thoughts Yeah, it wasn't so much that the king, king is thing. being a coward, it is that the no. king saw that his successor wasn't ready and was trying to prevent him from becoming yeah. the king of the nation when he wasn't ready to rule it. Yeah, because so. if, if he became the king now, uh, things would have gone to shit. <clears throat> Pretty yeah. badly. Like, when Lauren showed up, he wouldn't have given Lauren the time of day, so, yeah... Uh, so the king wanted to give Taruka the time to just sort of kind of mentally prepare um, to be king. And eventually now the king does show up with a boat. 
<laughs> um, the other guards are like banging on the door, uh, coming in. It's like, oh god, they're gonna get in here. So they jump down on the boat. Sid falls into the boat. Yep. <laughs> Sid is like a four foot high, undexterous man. He uh, doesn't have a lot going for him. <laughs> he does make it into the boat. Though. Yeah. Um, I think that was mostly, yeah, the, that was like 90% gravity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they managed to get into the boat, the rest of the guards come in, they shoot an arrow, and they shoot Melita, who falls into the water, but Joseph and the king, like, grab her out of the water Yoink and her pull out. her up. Um, they sail on downriver, they arrive at Manu Peach. Um, back at the camp, Soshi and uh, Johnny, the other suicide squad Ames guy. buddy. Yeah. Um, they're sort of looking at the white doll and they're realizing it's getting a bit late and they haven't heard yet. So they decide that they're going to ignore orders and sort of deploy the suits to help out Lauren. Yeah, you you like to say that they were thinking about their friends, but I'd like to say that they realized they were part of the Suicide Squad and realized they weren't fucking anything up for the last, you know, few weeks. (laughs) It has been at least 30 minutes. They have that clock that's like... I ain't shot a motherfucker all day. And I am sick of it. (laughs) It is nearly dawn. The last day will officially be over. I gotta get my shooting in. They have one of those signs in the back that counts up as like, it has been X hours since our last accident. (laughs) They're like, this is way too high. Um, so we get a, a montage of, of some planes landing with some lovely barrel fires, but... Great runway. Yeah, they just wanted to show the plane showed up. It doesn't really matter. They spent, like, fucking two minutes on these planes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, like, the backup plan. Like, don't ever come mm. being. But, yeah, cool. we go back to the... The important the, people. The infiltration squads. Um, they're looking at the remains of the world train. There's a big stump in the center with some roots out to the side. And Sid said it's the legendary stairway to heaven. To give you an idea, like, about this, when I say stump, like, it's a huge, like, mesa, like, mountain that has, like, yeah, a It's a giant up flat huge, plane yeah. up top, and it yeah. looks very tree-like. And also, like, on each of, like, radially from it, there are giant mountain ridges that kind yep. of, like, ramp their way up to where the stump would be. So... This, the reason I mentioned this is because next episode it's important. Mm-hmm. The one we haven't seen yet. Yeah, so they're making uh, some plans how to blow up uh, the six cannons. They've only got until dawn, which is not very long because they were thrown in jail for a bit. Um, so they're going to split into like two teams to sort of take out three each. Um, so Ames and Joseph are going to gonna sneak out on their own and the rest are going to go with the other ones. And... Um, yeah, there's this great scene where Ames and Joseph uh, run out, and there's just a random dog. They're sneaking through, like, a little Ooh! town. The camera pans over, and a dog walks by, and it's completely irrelevant. Just, yeah, there's no reason for there. them. They just, they just wanted it. to draw a dog. It was great. <laughs> Get a load of that dog. Get a load of that dog. dog. <laughs> Woo! That's basically Woo! what it was. Well, this is a robot it. anime. They don't get much opportunity to draw dogs. <laughs> Where's the robot anime where all the pilots are dogs? Oh, hell yeah. That should be one of the uh, Air Buddy films. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mechabud! No, Mechabud! Oh, fucking Mecha Disney, Bud. please greenlight this. I will fucking produce. <laughs> oh, my God, please. Mechabud and Mecha Buddies would be so good. <laughs> Mecha Buster and die Mecha Buster. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, the groups are split up. They find the cannons. They, there's a montage of them, like, setting up uh, bombs or timers. Set in the C4. On, it is literally on, C4, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yep. On the... Oh, space uh, on, C4. C5. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One better. 
<laughs> so we cut back to the wheel game and we report that the moon battleship is on its way. So Gwen's like, well, they haven't blown up the cannons. Uh, prep the gun. We're going to fire a giant fuck-off laser at <laughs> this town. Um, Keyhill sees this happening from her room. Uh, it's a really funny scene where she, like... It's so good! <laughs> she... the, the camera pans in on a fire extinguisher to start mm-hmm. this, and her being like, oh! And then she's like, yeah, in the room, and the guard's like, what's happening? And he opens the door, and she blasts him with this fire extinguisher. While apologizing. While saying, while apologizing. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, so like... sorry, mate. <laughs> Yeah, like, to be clear, so she did the most ladylike scream she could in her room to draw his attention. Be like, ma'am, are you okay? Ma'am? Ma'am? And then Boom. as soon as it opens, just, like, just lights him up and just, come in a sigh. <laughs> down the hall. It's so good. <laughs> uh, like, Ames. Uh... Oh, sorry about that note. He Hihachi's a dude. He picks the dude up over his head and throws him down a mountain. I was sorry, expecting that is... the Wilhelm scream there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah High hotching somebody is a grand tradition Passed down from father to son <laughs> Many years No, he straight up picks this dude up and chucks yep. him off a mountain Launches it, him Apparently killing him, I don't, I don't know And then Probably. he points to the camera and lets out the funniest CGI smile ever put on film <laughs> So Keel shows up on the on the Williams Bridge and is like, which one of these buttons stops the cannon? <laughs> What's the big cancel button? Uh, Gwyn is like, what the fuck are you doing? We're going to fire this laser. We need the mass driver to get to the moon. Mm. Um, where she's concerned about Lauren and everyone else getting, mostly Lauren, uh, getting blown up by this giant cannon. Gwyn's like, well, he knew what was going to happen. I bet he's out of there by now, right? Wishful thing. Uh, As you post yeah. the picture into the chat. <laughs> what? I mean, hey, okay, look. The kazoo- okay, everybody, I just want you to know I'm clarifying and posting. You can look it up yourself. Tekken 1 Kazuya Mishima's ending because it is. It's the reverse of awesome. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. Well, this is. Yeah, this is Son of Hi Hot. <laughs> but either way, um, I really do recommend you watch this at some point. It's 30 seconds and it is. It is like right on that line of when CGI was starting to get there, but it was not <laughs> ready. Not there. <laughs> this turning yeah. grin is the best thing. <laughs> the turning grin is so funny. It's so goddamn funny. Like it is the Freshmaker dot MP4. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gwen is still. <laughs> Gwen is still about to press the big red button. Uh, but then they get word that Johnny and Soshi have taken the Suicide Squad and the couples up on the mountains. So Johnny, like, like oh. fucking word, like, screams in and just like, fuck off, Gwyn. <laughs> <laughs> to so, the whole bridge. So they can't fire the cannon anymore. Um, on the mountain, Lauren says they've only got one uh, cannon left to put C4 on. They're about to be captured when the destined people uh, led by Trika save them by firing this giant arrow and smashing one of the little... It, uh, it's a dragon lads. slayer arrow, basically. Yeah. Yeah, a dragon slayer wad, yeah. There's, there's a bit of a fight yeah. montage. Um, then the militia air force drops some gas to cover, suits get up the mountain. Uh, Lauren and Kotal are planting bombs on the last cannon, but they get captured by a moon guy with a gun. All the other bombs go off. So all of the cannons are are destroyed. All but, but one of them. The one that all but one. Out. So they still have one cannon. That's enough to cause them problems. Um, the moon person shoots Kotal in the back, but then Melita comes up and kills that guy. Just a few seconds too late. Yeah, and, and it was like 
it, it's it's like a back organ shot. Like it's like yeah. a back, lower back shot. Yeah. Like it's not. It's yeah, a very like it dead shot. Hit. He's he's dying very slowly. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of them painful like bullet through the liver situations. Yep. <laughs> not I the needed best. that to yeah. drink. <laughs> beans. <laughs> yeah, so then it chases off the other ones. Uh, Cole grabs Lauren, sort of flips him down the side. Uh, tells him you gotta get. You promised me you get those nukes off the earth, so you gotta do it. And then fucking tosses him down yeah. the side of this thing. So yeah. So the, be clear here. They're on like the top of this moon cannon they put on the side of the hill. And while he does this, like there's kind of a sloped angle to it, and so he just kind of tosses Lauren down the side. So he Lauren falls far away, but isn't really hurt at all. Yeah, he also then... It's very clear what is about to happen when yep. the yes. king holding a bag of bombs says, tuck and roll, and kicks the kid off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> he also, like, slides the helmet down after him. So, yeah, the thing is, like, the new king takes the helmet. So he's sending Taruka. the helmet down to Taruka. He stands up, he holds this bomb bang in his hand, tells Taruka to shoot him. The time is right. You must do it. Yeah, I mean, because you had to kill the old king to become king. And so. what better time than right now? Doesn't obey the tradition. Stryker's still a bit uh, conflicted. Cole is telling Melita to, like, go down with Lauren, but she's like, no, I'm going to stay by your side, and she holds him up. Which... Yeah, because uh, he, okay. since he got shot, is having trouble standing, holding this bag up. So, yeah, uh, Melito she... kind of props yeah. him up. Uh, Taruka, uh, fires a fire arrow at the bomb bag, blowing up Melita Kotal and the cannon. Uh, so Lauren Joseph and myself were a bit shocked at Melita <laughs> sacrificing herself, like, alright girl, you wanna do that? That's fine. Uh, Taruka's saying they're sailing to heaven, uh, and grasping the branch, so they're, they're they, they think he's going to... It's He's going tradition. to the afterlife in a good way. And so. everyone else is going to go to space. It may not the be king, a perfect now way a of succession, but it's the best way we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, back in the world game, Keela's gladly waiting. Gwen's like, ah, right at the crack of dawn. I really wanted to fire I that button. really wanted to shoot that gun. To be I fair, really I mean, I have to, to imagine that the button on the world game was one of those big-ass red ones with, like, the glass oh, cover. Yeah. you got to push right? up and then slam yeah. with your fist. Feel powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're back to Taruka. He's putting on uh, his helmet. The 30 pound king helmet. Yeah. And the Adeskins bow to their new king. Uh, Lately, Taruka's talking about the white devil myth, saying that basically their whole culture would end when it showed up and took the branch, which is true. You don't have anything to defend anymore if someone comes and takes it, you know? Yeah. Shouldn't build your whole culture around guarding the branch. So he points out the branch to Lauren. For a brief second, you see something like glimmering in the sky. Just like a little line. Very, very far out, clearly. Yeah, it like, kind of rotates and kind of disappears in the frame. Nearly it's, in space. Yeah. And uh, to end it, Lauren uh, reaffirms that he is going to dispose of the nukes. I am going to eat that nuke to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. There's people living there. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. Wrong Gundam universe. <laughs> So yeah, this uh, ends right before they actually show what the Ames branch slash Zack Trigger is. damn it. And Literally. Like, perfect. as they look over and they're like, well, hey, everybody, are you excited to find out what the Zack Trigger is? Me too. Oh, well. <laughs> Here's the Zack Trigger I mean, just like, off the screen. kind of put some of it together from what they said. First off, they said Mass Driver, if you know what that is. That kind of helps. You yeah. also could tell by the geography, like I kind of made a point to point out, like the trunk and the branches. And then there's also that thing dipping in the sky, but... 
it's real cool mm-hmm. because I think like this is one of the only pieces of media that I've seen this science fiction concept presented. And so like, I yeah. really like talking about it because it's totally dope. But, yep. um, we'll see that next time. Also, uh, episode 36 has one of my favorite fucking scenes in any Gundam. So, Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, see man. that. For me, it's I'm, a just, perfect I'm excited to see. My big thing is why are they so concerned? Because if it is like a mass driver, which is, you know, it seems like it would be a mass driver. Cause I was thinking at first, I was like space elevator. And I'm like, well, what's the space elevator of the wild? An electromagnetic fucking cannon. <laughs> well, I mean, they're two different technologies, but yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, 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 exactly. The I mean, poor you know man's I mean, space like, elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of these is like a nice chill way to go. One is just like bazingo. We're there. <laughs> Either way though, my question is like, why are they so worried about it? That's what's really... Mm got me more thinking than anything like why are you so concerned actually be addressed i believe next episode and it has to deal with that switch ship too good luck well next time episodes it'll be 33 to Uh, 34 to 30 34 to 37 sorry yeah it was 34 right right right. um ready for the perfect plan oh boy oh hell yeah (laughs) i mean all i'm saying is yeah I, i might I usually wait until like the Sunday before we record to watch, but oh man, it's probably gonna be a Tuesday watch. <laughs> I, just, I I don't know if I can hold out. I gotta know. I gotta know. Gotta know. Yeah. I gotta know. Well, if you also need to know, we'll see you next week for Space Anime. Bye, Bye. everybody.